My God, finally, right? Oh yeah. 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 Welcome back to another episode of the Fire Never Dies podcast where no candle loses its flame by lighting another. Today I have with me Coach Jeremy Bradshaw. The GOAT. How um what do you do? What do you do? We'll start there. Uh I am a basketball trainer, slash weight trainer, conditioning, work with basketball players, mentor. That's probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically what we do is we work with basketball players, uh, athletes, but we also take in kids that might not be athletes, try to teach them uh, discipline through sports, uh, accountability, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Have you all, has basketball, has basketball been like the the thing like from jump for you? That's all I've ever known. My for mom was a... Uh, Played basketball in college. So it was in our background. My mom was my coach. She coached me in everything, football, baseball, mm. and basketball. So that's basically all I've ever known. Mm. Like that's that was my main sport. I didn't know that. That's what's up. Well, I knew basketball was your thing, but I didn't know like it came from like your mom. Cause you know, usually like it's dad, a dad thing. Nah, my yeah. dad was a like the drive street, I mean race cars and Stuff oh, like that. So he was, now it made now he was, now not, it made in the, sense. He was not in the sports. Now it made sense. This guy's he, hey, <laughs> he ain't he ain't crazy. He's a real good dude, man. <laughs> one of the best. One of the best. So you uh you and Coach Brown, Coach Grant, Coach Grant, Coach. I don't know why I said Coach Brown. Coach Grant, y'all do the Jet Training Jet Training Academy. Mm-hmm. So we started Jet. I started Jet Training Academy probably roughly around ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Started in um, Auburn, Alabama. Moved back home to uh, Warner Robins. Started it here. Grew, grew, grew. Then Mr. Grant came on because, of course, I was working with his son. And uh, okay. and it just kept going from there. Uh, probably about 2016, 2017, I started moving around. I moved to North Carolina. Started training up there. Then we'd go into Virginia various places and things like that and just traveled and trained everywhere and um and i moved back home and then we put 112 constitution drive together and been here ever since and we've been back here since 2019. Mm -hmm. what is it like to um to be such a, a a a pillar in these young kids life well, I can only speak on the mistakes that I've made. So mm-hmm. I speak to kids from experience. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to kids about stuff I may or may not know of. Right. Um, I tell them about my life and the mistakes that I've made and the things that I did growing up. So they'll have an understanding or try to dis, you know, try to get, sway them from making those same mistakes. Right. I think I tell people all the time, sports is just a tool that God gave me to reach souls. And that's what it is. So, like, it's basketball is not the end all be all for me. Uh, you could take basketball from me today, and I'm gonna be good. Because mm-hmm. as long as I got the kids, everything everything will be in motion. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times with the coaches and trainers and even parents, we want to create the next big thing, and we forget what we're doing it for. And what we're doing it for is not to create like an NBA player, WNBA player. Like we're trying to create accountability, 
because these kids already have enough drama going on in life. I mean, as you can see, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Kids want to kill themselves, do this. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where we come into play. We come into play like, no, we're going to do it this way, and I'm going to teach you how to build a foundation of being on time, things of that nature, mm -hmm. you know, a staple of work. That way you'll have an understanding. If I don't make it to college to play basketball, if I don't make it to college to play football, I can still be a lawyer. I can still be a doctor. Mm -hmm. I can still be an electrician. If I want to be, you know, work at McDonald's, I can mm -hmm. still do all those things. Mm -hmm. So we don't limit kids to just being athletes. Right. And that's that's the conversations we always tend to have. Yeah, it is so much bigger than sports because a lot of people, they like they become it becomes their identity. Yeah. rather So and then when it doesn't work out, the uh, the um, the dark thoughts is they'll start creeping in. I'm it not evolves, where I want it yeah. to be. I'm not. Well, the problem is, is what we're teaching. Mm -hmm. So if we teach a kid, this is all you can do is dribble or throw a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Then we're not, we're limited their options. So I don't like, I don't want to limit a kid's options. If you have the ability to play college basketball, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I also, I also know the statistics behind it. Mm -hmm. And it's rare. Mm -hmm. Like you talking one out of 50, 60 kids that's going to get an NCAA scholarship. So, you know, us, it's like, all right, well, yeah, we can work. We can teach you how to dribble. We can teach you how to shoot. But we're also going to teach you a work ethic. We're also going to talk to you about the importance of your grades. We also teach, like I tell kids every morning, every morning the first thing you should do is wake up and make your bed. Because you're creating a mentality now. Once you create that worker's mentality, nothing can stop you. It's in you. It's, but as long as we keep teaching kids, well, you have to do this and they become robotic and this and mm -hmm. everything that they do, then we limit them. And like we preach, there's so much more than just sports. It's a life out there. Mm -hmm. But sports is the way that we reach them. So I, I guess it goes hand in hand. All right. All right. Yeah, I think sports is, uh, honestly, I think it's one of the greatest life lesson teachers. Like growing up, you learning, you learn how to fail. Uh, essentially, you learn how to fail and to be keep going. You have to fail. Exactly. Yep. To be successful, you have to fail. I think the biggest thing that we deal with, it's never the kids. Mm. It's always the parents. So, like, what I mean by that is, you go to these games, you go watch middle school games. The parents are the ones yelling at the kids. The parents are cussing. The parents are cussing at the refs. The parents are cussing at the kids, and they ruin it for the kid mm -hmm. when in reality a kid should just be out there having fun yeah. yeah like so it's not nobody's getting making a break nobody's getting an nil deal playing middle school basketball mm -hmm. you know nobody's doing that so what are we pushing them for like what is it like i watched my daughter play and i used to be that parent like mm -hmm. you did this you did that like now i'm like just go out and have fun, man. Because it's, it's not an end-all, be-all. Yeah. You're going to be successful because you got really good grades and you're a really good kid. If you don't, if you decide in the 10th grade you don't want to play basketball, I'm cool with that. It's not the end-all, be-all. But I think a lot of parents, they view it as, I couldn't make it, so my kid has to make it. Puts, it. it puts a, 
uh, some pressure on there, and it's not necessary unnecessary pressure. At that, I had a kid that I work at work with, great kid. Went and watched her play about two weeks ago. Um, one of the parents was just yelling at her. Mm-hmm. Every three seconds, she was looking in the crowd. Focus. So I had to tell them, like, after the game, listen, you're, you're hurting the kid more than you're helping them. Because, for one, they're not going to listen to their coach. They're listening to you. Mm-hmm. We got to get these coaches the that opportunity was, yeah. to coach. Yeah. Regardless if they're not good at it or not, whatever. Most coaches, middle school, rec, they're volunteers. They're not getting paid to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to acknowledge the guy or the lady that's putting time into my kid, and they're doing it for free. Mm-hmm. See, you have to acknowledge that. Yeah, okay, seventh, eighth grade is supposed to be competition, and the coach might don't have the background that somebody else does. Right. But they're still doing it for free. They're volunteering their time. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to go and go to a coaching clinic, and I tell parents this all the time, every, the best coaches in the world sit in the stands. Mm-hmm. They're the best coaches. They can win NBA championships. They can win college championships. But yet you don't have the education to go out there and coach. You don't have the degree to sit on anybody's bench. Mm -hmm. So what's the deal? So I think it's just a lot of that kills it for kids. You'll see kids that are trained real hard, and then they'll just quit playing basketball because of the pressure that the parents put on them. Yeah. How do you – because you've been coaching dad. Still are in in some space. Yeah. How do you how do you uh, juggle that rhythm, that balance? How do you balance that? I tell them don't listen to their parents. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, saying you personally, you personally. Talking about with my dog? With, with, yeah. All right, so I've come, I've, I used to be the coach when I would work or train her. I was on her head. Mm-hmm. But now more so like she has her own trainer. Uh, she works, she does speed and conditioning with a couple guys. She does Jared. Mm-hmm. She works with him. Um she has a trainer she does stuff with in Atlanta when she has time or whatever. And you're, you're, you're I, hands, hands off. off. She comes in the gym. If she asks me something, I answer it. But I'm not going to be to the point where it affects our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where we lose it. You know, Even when I watch her high school, I used to yell. I'm not going to do that. If you ask a question, I'll answer it. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, she's going to have to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and most kids do. Well, you know, she's either going to figure out the basketball part or she'll figure out what she wants out of life. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, like, she doesn't need to be a basketball player if she doesn't choose to be. Right. That's on her. Mm-hmm. But I also tell her this. If you're going to do something, you're going to do it 110%. Yeah. If you're not going to do it 110%, don't waste your time on mine. Most definitely. Got to go all in. Got to. So that's, we preach that. Uh, I had a conversation with her the other day because I felt bad and I said you know I apologize if I push you too hard and her response was without you I wouldn't be where I'm at mm. so mm. you see what I'm saying yeah. Like, yeah. so it goes hand in hand I've just learned to maneuver through my reactions mm-hmm. without always because at one time I would comment only bad stuff like when she does something wrong mm-hmm. 
but I started to learn to focus on the stuff that she does good. Yeah. Okay, so what? You didn't have 30 points. Okay, but you had 10 rebounds. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to worry about the points. Let's worry about the rebounds. Or you had five assists. Or you did this, you did that, mm-hmm. you know. So I've learned to do that. And it took people coming to me and teaching me how to be that type of person. Because, see, my mom was a little different. My mom was like, you come in here with a second place choice if you want to. I'm going to bust your head with it. That's how she was. So I've learned to maneuver mm-hmm. and Using just be different. And we're, we're, we're cool. She says, I'm a cool dad, so we're good. <laughs> I make you feel good. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to love that. Yeah. yeah. Using discernment is definitely uh, major. You said your mom was the type that's like first place or nothing. Yes. How? So... You've been coaching long yes. enough. The eighth place trophies. How do I you hate f- it? Okay. How do you feel? I about feel like it? that's we we've hindered kids mm-hmm. because we've given them a false sense of accomplishment, and you can see it. It's all through. Like it's in the NBA, it's in the WNBA, it's in the college ranks. Like it's, it's we've given them like. Everybody, like Oprah says, you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> well, everybody gets a trophy, but mm-hmm. nothing of, nothing's earned. Like, so how do you teach a kid that, but then in reality, that's not life. Life does not give everybody rewards. Yep, yep. You have to work for them. Yep. You have to earn them. So a lot of these kids, they battle that. And you can see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the NBA, every player in the NBA, after every play, turns and looks at the refs, throws their hands up, and complains. Mm -hmm. That's because they came from a generation where they got everything they wanted. Mm -hmm. They didn't, you know, you see what I'm saying? So, I think we just given a lot of kids a false sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And it's not like that. Basketball is not an equal opportunity sport. Basketball is the best players are going to play. All right. If you're not the best player, then get your tail out there and work hard. Yep. I'm not going to give you a trophy and buy you some ice cream <laughs> and you ain't won a game all year. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely. how I feel about that. Yeah, that's uh I'm about the same way. I'm not uh I'm not I understand like everybody needs to feel that appreciation or that you're part of the team, but that is what we work for through practice and, and stuff like that. Because I played soccer, so it's like the awards I got defense, and I never got an MVP trophy, but I was never upset about it. Like, if I got, like, my matter of fact, I still have one of my trophies, but it's the only one I have. All the rest of them, I don't know where they at. So, like, them accomplishments really. They didn't mean nothing. Yeah. So, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let's say you go work hard, real hard one day. How you feel at the end of the day? I'm gonna be happy right down there. Same next day, you don't do nothing at all. Mm-hmm. You just flow through the day. Mm. How you feel at the end of that day? Like I need to go do something. It's same two, thing. It's two types of people. It's the same thing. Yeah. So like that's sports. Like I can deal with a kid that does everything with effort. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with a kid that plays solely off talent. Because I teach kids all the time. The effort will catch up to the talent. Yeah. Yeah. That talent ain't going to catch up to the effort. 
And the crazy part about it, another thing in basketball, so I'm going to speak on that. We start trying to commit rankings. These kids be in third or fourth grade. And they got stars. They're doing this. Like, how do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen kids be really good in middle school and crappy in high school. Mm -hmm. I've seen kids play on the a Nike team and do really well one year and couldn't make a high school team the next. You know, things like that. So, like, how do you tell? Yeah. You know, some kids just flame out. That's why you see some years there's really good college players mm -hmm. and that college player goes to the NBA and they're just not that good. Mm -hmm. It happens. Yep. So, or you got guys like John Wall or people like that that, you know, were cut in high school and they built their brand. They, they, they worked and everything like that. And the effort, the talent started reaching the effort because the effort was always there. Yeah. We don't like, we start these kids off way too early. They're playing 150 games in the summer. Yeah. Playing high school, middle school, doing all that. We also have to learn, hey, they got to be a kid. You're right. We got to allow them to make mistakes. Yeah. And I've learned that with Kennedy. I've learned that with all the, you know, the, all the girls I deal with. Because mm -hmm. I deal with a lot of girls. You coach the girls team, right? Well, I help them. Okay. So I've learned, hey, you know, it, it's okay to make a mistake. Yeah. Now, you ain't supposed to make that same mistake twice. Mm -hmm. Learn from it. Mm -hmm. I've never been a coach that said, hey, there's good losses. No, I don't feel like any loss is good. But every loss is an experience. Mm -hmm. Learn from it. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Definitely how I see it, too. I see it like that, too. Because if you haven't, if you didn't learn from it, if you're going through it, if you experience it again, the same mistake, yeah. you just ain't learned your lesson. You just didn't learn your lesson. What is the biggest lesson you learned from your youth that you use now? Don't take anything for granted. Mm. So a little bit about my story. Uh, we didn't have a lot growing up. So we kind of, you know, fought through things. Me and my sister, my mom, my brother was in the military. My dad and my mom had got a divorce when I was like real young, mm -hmm. seven, eight years old. Uh, and then, uh, but my mom always coached us and she always preached work, like work. So we were never the kids that could sit in the house. Mm -hmm. So summertime here, we were cutting, me and my sister were cutting grass, you know, <laughs> we done bailed hay, you know, we, my, once my mom married my stepdad, we was down there cutting firewood during the summer. Yeah. You know, all yeah. kinds of stuff. They, my sister, like, you know, we was doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember being 11 years old, picking pecans out yards, you know, taking them in the big potato sacks and selling Trying them. Trying to sell them for a puddle pie. <laughs> you know, a couple years later, I was pick, working at Packer House. Mm -hmm. 13, 14, picking peaches, you know, and... So only thing I ever knew was how to work, because mm -hmm. we couldn't get anything. You earned everything. Yeah. Uh, so got a little older, started hanging around the wrong crowd, and uh, doing some stuff I ain't have no business doing. Mm -hmm. So 18, 19, I got into some trouble, and it kind of like put me on this path where, you know, you messed up. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, cool. I went to jail, 
stuff like that for some stuff like like I said hanging around people didn't do a lot of time it wasn't nothing like no like mm -hmm. nothing like that but at the time my mom had just became a probation juvenile officer because she mm -hmm. just graduated college mm -hmm. so it was like how are you getting in trouble but your mom is this yeah yeah now we started having things okay but I was 18 19 so I was grown and I was living with my dad you know um just you know maneuver through life i did everything just to get by mm -hmm. even though i worked hard i was gonna do enough just to get by taking care of my kids i ended up having a kid taking care of my kids i was gonna do enough just enough to get by and it was like i was never happy right i was depressed so as i got older i was working at a bluebird mm -hmm. And a gentleman came up to me one day and he was like, hey, man, we started a, a basketball program at Middle Georgia Tech. I heard you could play. Said, man, I ain't played competition basketball since high school. Well, you know, do you want to play? I heard you could shoot. Blase this, blase that. It's like, nah, I do want to go back to school. He, he helped me get in school. Mm. So I was taking night classes, working at Bluebird. And I ended up going out, and he taught me into coming out and helping him. And I ended up playing, like, a pickup game one day. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, you can really play. Like, you can make a team if you wanted to. Yeah. So uh, he said, I'm going to put you on a team. So I was like, all right, cool. So he was like, but you got to, you know, I had, I, wouldn't, I had to lose some weight, you know, mm -hmm. get back in shape, things yeah, of that yeah. nature. Started working out real hard, lost a lot of weight. Uh, the crazy thing about it is, is the work ethic. So everything I did as a kid when we didn't have nothing started coming back to me. It's like, all right, um, I would go to work at Bluebird from, I think, I would go in at like 4.30 in the morning. I'd get off at like 2.30 in the afternoon. I'd go to basketball practice from like 5.30 to 7, well, no, 4.30 to like 6.30 because we did it two hours. Mm -hmm. And I had night classes from like 8 to 11. Mm -hmm. I did that every day. I never quit my job. Mm. So did that. Never missed a game. Never missed a practice, anything. And had a, you know, uh, I was on honor roll. Okay. At, at, so de uh, December rolled around. Bluebird was doing volunteer layoffs. I raised my hand. I don't want to do this no more. Because sometimes you have to speak stuff. Right. This is what I want to do. Right, right. So I, I got laid off and I had kids and um, I ended up taking a job at Walmart. I was a car pusher overnight. Mm -hmm. So I would work overnight pushing carts at Walmart and then go to class, go to practice, sleep some during the day, do my mm -hmm. homework, all that. Then go to class, and then go to, I mean, then go to practice, then go to class. So I kind of just reversed everything. Yeah. And Walmart worked with me and everything. So I did really good. We were playing somewhere, and somebody called me and was like, hey, you know, we want to see you play. I'm like, man, I'm almost 30 years old. Mm -hmm. I, I think I was 30. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not coming nowhere to play basketball, man. I'm just trying to get my degree. Mm-hmm. So he was like, man, just give us a chance. He emailed me. 
Uh, I told him when he had a trial, I said I was interested. So I ended up going to the school, Point University. Shout out, Skyhawks. Um, tried out. He gave me a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and another guy, Mike Engel, were the first two people from Middle Georgia Tech's basketball program to ever land a four-year university scholarship. It's crazy. I'm 30 years old. Yeah. Playing against 18 and 19 year olds. Mm-hmm. Ended up going there, did really good, got my degree, though, matter of fact, got done with basketball. My mom caught cancer. Uh, so my senior year, I left during the summer. I played two years, left during the summer because my eligibility was up. And mm-hmm. I ended up graduating Fort Valley. Okay. Online. Okay. So that's kind of how that worked out. Then I started uh, coaching mm-hmm. and I started training. And I actually started working for a gentleman uh, named D- Derek Hamilton. Um, and he trains a lot of professional players. And he basically taught me the ropes mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And that's kind of how everything worked out. Built a lot of relationships. It's going back and forth to Auburn because that's where Point was at at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was in um, West Point, which is right on the other side of Auburn, right. Alabama, and things of that nature. And I, I started training players while I was playing basketball and had some kids do really well. So it's just I was learning a lot. Yeah. Then ended up going to a bunch of clinics and trying to get like certifications and things. And at the beginning, I thought, man. It would be lovely to be like an NBA trainer. Yeah. But then I started seeing like, man, I'm affecting way more lives by working with kids. Mm-hmm. This is my calling. Mm-hmm. And that's how it all worked out. I built a lot of relationships. I've rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because I am, um, I'm very blunt. It's a red communicator. So you ever I took don't... a disc, not to cut you off, you ever took a disc assessment? I'm gonna I'm I'm get you one. I think you probably a high D like me. We about the same. Yeah. We, we come with the same energy. Yeah. So, so yeah. like I'm I'm always I'm always gonna be honest with you, and mm-hmm. it might come out the wrong way, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah. And I just think that comes from my mom. My mom was not a a person that would be like, oh, I love you. No. Mm-hmm. Straight shooter. Get your ass in there and get to work. <laughs> Straight shooter. That was it. Yeah. That's how she is. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the things that she taught me uh, came over to when I started working with kids. But these kids, you can't train and you can't work with them that way because mm-hmm. they're so soft. Mm-hmm. They're, I ain't going to say soft. They're different. Yeah. It's a emotional world. Yeah. And, and my job is not to create um, confusion. It's to create balance. And kids, because they deal with enough. Like, right. I had a call from a lady the other day. She was saying, uh, well, not a call. She texted me. She was like, man, it broke my heart. It's three, it's third grader. It was talking about killing herself. So I'm sitting here like, what can I do right to help stop that? Yeah. You know, because that's not the first time, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard from, you know, individuals about suicide. But that's the generation that's. That's here now. It's like yeah, it's scary seeing how young they are being exposed to just the thought of the experience. Well, it's everything. A lot of it is parents. 
a lot of it is media driven. Yes. Yes. So we have lost the concept of it takes a village mm. to raise these kids. We've lost that concept. Because mm -hmm. I'm the type, I don't care if you train with me or not. If you come to me and you need help, I'm going to do everything I can. Right. So I feel like it takes a village because I know my village with my daughters mm -hmm. and my kids is humongous. A lot of people wait to say that they need help because of the pride. But at the same time, it stems from we don't teach kids how to communicate their emotions. Yeah. And stuff like that. So yeah. If that makes sense. No, absolutely, absolutely. You, you hitting it on the head, brother. Cause uh, that's 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 real. Um, Cause even with through sports, it's it's a great way to learn that that mental discipline, that emotional control, how well, to bring confidence. it back down. Yeah. So I've had kids come in here that, you know, that have had troubles in school. Mm-hmm. And they, they leave here and they're totally different. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I've had kids that come in here that may or may not have, you know, a dad in their life, which yeah. a lot of that's a lot of the issues. Um, talk to schools, call schools, go to schools, sit in classrooms. I've done all that. Yeah. Because I want to be available. Mm-hmm. And I just think that comes from a lot of things. And and I'm learning too. I'm learning how to be a dad. Yeah. A better dad. Yeah, same. From same. being around like, you know, KD. Yeah. You know, or stuff like that. You know, being around the right people who's teaching me how to be a better man. Because mm -hmm. I'm learning too. And my mom always told me, once you stop learning, you're dead. Fatherhood. That's what it was that. You want to finish or? Well, I'm just saying like I'm learning too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned, um, I'm learning every day how to be a better dad, be um, a better emotional leader, mm -hmm. and a better communicator. Facts. You know? So being around the right people and seeing how people maneuver with their kids, Yeah. Katie, you know, people like that, Jared, like even, you know, he's younger than me, but he's such a great dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm learning, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, Jeff Tarver, like mm -hmm. those, those are guys that like I, I learn from. Like, mm -hmm. And then I can call Mr. Grant at any time. Hey, man, you know I need this type of advice. Mm -hmm. So, you know that's that's big too, man. I'm learning just like everybody yeah. else. And a lot of times with, I think we think we're teaching kids, but a lot of times they're the kids teaching are teaching us. us. Oh, they're teaching us. So yeah, like especially when adults, we didn't have a father. Well, I had a father. Well, but, yeah, you were probably closer than, than I yeah, was. Yeah, my dad, me and my dad were best friends. But, yeah. But what I mean by teaching is a lot of times us as adults, like, we create the negativity. And kids just want to get along. There is no black and white with kids, man. There's no race. They just want to get along. And we create that. Yeah. And we create the 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 imbalance mm -hmm. and then they grow up to be adults and it's a it's a recycle they come off of we we think with from from our experiences i was just talking to an older guy 
And you say, uh, if I take a, a, a black can, a white can, a purple can, a yellow can, and a blue can, fill them all up with water and seal the lid, what's the difference? Still got water. That's it. Same color. You don't, you don't know none of the difference until you start tasting it. It's like the only difference is what's on the outside. We all the same on the inside. All the same. But uh, two, a big issue, and a lot of people won't talk about this, mm -hmm. is we allow everybody to take God out of the situations. Yeah. God should be in every situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I've had conversations with Sergio, Mr. Grant and them about this. If it's not about God, I'm not dealing with it. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if I, if, if somebody asks me something business wise or the first thing I'm going to do is pray. Yeah. You know, and I'm not no big like Bible thumper mm -hmm. or anything, but I do believe that God has a plan for everything that we do. We took that out of that. We took that out of schools. We took that out of sports. We've made everything about us, mm -hmm. our feelings. Well, okay. You see where it's getting us. We live in a world full of hate. We live in a world where killing and murdering is glorified. Yeah. Kids are, you know, becoming adults at such an early age yeah. you know things like that and that's the world we live in i've always my dream and they anybody can tell you this my dream was never to be this great basketball coach mm -hmm. it wasn't my dream was to create an environment that where the kids can come off the street and feel comfortable enough to tell me anything yeah and not be judged that's my dream. My dream is always to be to give kids a place, a safe haven, mm -hmm. the way they don't feel like they got to go out there and commit a crime. Mm -hmm. My dream was to have enough money to where if a kid needed something, they didn't have to go rob somebody. Yeah. All they felt like was to ask. Yeah. And I feel like my dream is coming to fruition, even mm -hmm. with the, the mentoring program mm -hmm. that we got coming up. Mm -hmm. That's a dream for me. Like Same. I'm so yeah. excited, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Because it's like, we're actually changing lives, man. We're not just going out here training kids for money. You know how many kids come in this gym that don't pay a dime? Like, I can tell you right now, I leave a kid at this gym for kids every day so they don't get stuck on the street at night. And they come in here every night. A lot of people think, when they think of jet, they think of money, they think of this, or we charging kids this, that, and it's simply not true. Yeah. People are forming opinion, but they ain't never walked in this gym like they do with Kingdom. Yeah. Like, but we do more for kids than most. Like, yeah, big, how big, many times, how many gyms do you, can you go to in Warner Robins and have access to? at night and shoot basketball mm -hmm. without nobody like with nobody might harass because mm -hmm. my thought process is this if they ain't on the streets and they in this gym they're good mm -hmm. the problem is is when we don't give them the access we don't give them the identity mm -hmm. then they turn to the streets to and, yeah. so then we run into the 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 police and everything mm -hmm. like that and that's a whole nother conversation yeah, a lot of them they end up looking right in the mirror saying looking at one of their friends or the op and they want to go 
let's do something about that. Like they, I don't know what it is, man. Like it's it's glorified. It's the same mindset that you probably experienced when you was a kid. Yeah. Same that I did. Like even though I wasn't like out here trying to do much, but it, it's times where it's like oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't like you, or I'm gonna go do this because I don't have nothing else to do. Well, we live in a hate society. Hate, yeah. hate is what I've learned is is people will form an opinion and hate you because you're doing something that they're not. Mm-hmm. And I can be honest and say this: when I got into training, I had a real bad ego issue, mm-hmm. and I felt like everything had to be about me. Yeah. Well, if this kid went to college, it was about me. Mm-hmm. I've learned in my years in talking to other people that I didn't get into training for that. I got into training to change lives. So I've toned a lot of the stuff and learned, like I say, I always say to maneuver Yeah. in a different realm because that's what, you know, that's what God wants me to do. Yeah. Think in the beginning it wasn't about God, it was about me. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm living my dream. I'm helping this kid, that yeah. kid. I'm up here training with this guy up here and he's working with this guy. Yeah. And I would brag. And like, but then I would go and read the Bible. And what, what's the Bible tell you about being humble and boasting? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So I've learned through the years. And you got to also think when I started training in middle Georgia, there just wasn't no trainers. Yeah, it wasn't. There was maybe a couple like there was no there was not a lot of there was no basketball training yeah not not to the point where it's facility it was maybe one or two Mm -hmm. when we first started training uh you had the guys that might train on base yeah if they had the access yeah you know but you had a guy making a couple guys are making yeah you know and i get them you know they they was training and doing their thing but like as far as warner robs there wasn't a lot of trainers Mm -hmm. here you know, and I think now you see it every day. Everybody wants to be a trainer. Well, for one, they want to be a trainer because it's fast money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it seemed like fast money. Well, it's it's a process. Yeah, because you definitely got like I tell parents when they come to me and they ask about you know trainers and this this and this. I always tell them first check the insurance. Mm-hmm. If they ain't got insurance, don't go to them. Mm-hmm. Two check check their EINs. Yeah, their tax numbers. Yeah, yeah. Three, ask them where they, you know, where they've trained. Ask them, now you ain't got to ask them who, because there's great trainers that have never worked with like pros Mm -hmm. or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but ask them where'd you get your certs from? Do you have a USA Basketball certification? Mm -hmm. Do you, you know, do this? What experiences do you have as far as a trainer? Because a lot of times basketball players feel like they can train. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. All right. You know, Michael Jordan's prime example, he was a great basketball, he's a Mm -hmm. horrible owner, Mm -hmm. horrible CEO, you know. Mm -hmm. Just because you play it don't mean you you can teach a kid how to do it right, left, you know, off foot, you know, things like that. Uh, So I just think a lot of times people get into it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those people. But you stuck with it though. You you stuck with it, you kept a high level of accountability and, and really kept yourself in check. I want to ask, well, it's, I don't even really have to ask you about that, uh, where your accountability came from, because it's, it's easy to see, like, from college, uh, you as a father, still working, still going to practice, never missing. That's levels of account, that, like, that's pro level, like, accountability and discipline, like, for a, a person of their self. How do you, I will make this a last joint, how do you 
um, teach the kids and the parents sometimes accountability without, you know, friction. When you get a kid, I had a kid that I worked with. Well, not even without friction. I, How do you teach it? Well, I had a kid that I worked with. She was one of my favorite kids. Mm -hmm. She wasn't great, you know, and nothing like that. But she would make a mistake. And her first instinct would be run back down the court and steal the ball back. Mm -hmm. That's accountability. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not going to sulk. I'm not going to make excuses. Now I'm going to go get it back. Mm -hmm. That's life. I think a lot of times, man, we really need to preach real life lessons. Yeah. I tell people and tell parents, I tell kids, if I can do it, your kid can do it. Right. Because I've been there. Right. I didn't have the emotional support. Mm -hmm. I didn't have all that. I didn't have, you know, people saying this, this, and this, and this. You know, I didn't have AU mm -hmm. and all yeah. that. You know, I had a dirt court, a hoop on a tree. Cause we didn't have no money. We couldn't afford a pole. We had the two. And the then Matilda go. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and stuff like that. So I think what accountability is, is when you're talking to a parent, I tell them all the time, and I've learned this through my experience, right. not anybody else's. Mm -hmm. If you can preach the bad, you can preach the good. That's accountability. If you're going to make them feel like crap when they do something bad, you got to pat them on the back when they do something good. Because if you keep telling them this, this, and this, and this, and this, they're going to shut down and they're not, they're not going to want to play right. because everything they feel is bad. Right. So, and I'm not telling you to go out there and, you know, spoil them or anything like mm -hmm. that. But with kids, you have to have a balance. It's okay for you to go out there and make a mistake. But you gotta learn to bounce back from that mistake. Thanks. It's okay for you to miss a shot. You gotta learn to bounce back. You can't think. Because basketball is a next play sport. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna see LeBron James or Steph Curry miss a three and think about that three. Mm -hmm. He's automatically into the next three. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we have to teach kids because that's life. Mm -hmm. You're gonna make mistakes. Okay, well, cool. What are you going to do about it? Mm. Are you going to sulk? Are you going to pout? Are you going to get up and say, I'm going to fight back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm, you're going to make another mistake. Are you going to keep dwelling on it? Are you going to bounce back from it? Because the greatest people in, in the world, the, most, the billionaires, the millionaires, they're people that they, those people have made millions of mistakes and they learn from their failure. Each and every Imagine one. Apple, yeah. Steve Jobs, if he would have listened to everybody in the beginning when he created Apple. Mm -hmm. There would be no iPhones. There would be no, you know, iPods and right. you know It was a true innovator. All that. Yeah. I love Bill Gates is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um your boy. Facebook, Zuckerberg. Who's that? Oh, yes. So oh, yes. you think about that. So even with that, people, I tell people, 
You want to know about accountability and dream? Listen to Mark Cuban talk. Listen to him mm-hmm. where he was at when he had nothing mm-hmm. and where he's at now. He talk about it freely, too. And he didn't do yeah. it with sports. He didn't become a millionaire through sports. Mm-hmm. He became a millionaire through hustle, hard work, making mistakes, failures, 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 and kept doing it. Yeah. Same thing in a, with kids and accountability. I always tell kids, you want to drive a Lamborghini, you, you want to drive a Yugo. Mm-hmm. Of course I want to drive a Lamborghini. But you can't have a Yugo work ethic if you got it with Lamborghini dreams. dreams yeah. So you got to learn, like, you're going to fail, you're going to do this. But at the same time, you also have the ability to bounce back. Yeah. Boxing is the same thing. You won't yeah. get knocked down. Yeah. Are you going to get over hit back? That's life. I think sometimes, a lot of times... We focus too much on the bad and we take away from the good. Mm-hmm. And then when the bad is gone, we RRP it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's the, that's the problem. Like, like me and you talking right here, you mm-hmm. could be gone tomorrow. Like, and it's it's like, what what do I learn? What, what mm-hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just, I just think that's that's the way I think now. I used to be very negative. I used to think everything was about me. I used to be an a-hole. Mm-hmm. And I still am to a certain extent. But I feel like that's just my nature. But the thing is, is I try to teach people or kids how to maneuver through life the way that I maneuver through life. Right. If you do it now when you're in the sixth grade, you get to seventh grade, it's, it's easy. It's easy. You get to eighth grade, it's going to get a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, big. I'm big on resilience. Actually, that's what honestly the whole brand is about. I got away from it a little bit with the the way that I've been doing the podcast, but the brand is literally about the fire never dies. Is is it's all resilience. It's all about if, even if I don't want to, if I had a bad training session last day, I got my feet hurt whatever it is i got knocked down i'm tired whatever it's all about having the resilience and accountability just to keep going i went last night i got invited uh, to watch a kid of mine he scored his thousand point Mm -hmm. high school that's major and that's first thing i said was it's not the basketball part that impresses me with this kid Mm -hmm. i know what he's been through in life it's the resiliency because I've seen the tears. Yeah. He's needed to hear the I love you. Yeah. It wasn't always about basketball. I know it. And to see him on that level, to see him out there doing what he loves to do, but to also know, man, this kid didn't just teach. I didn't just teach him. He taught me. He taught me genuine love. He taught me you don't look at certain situations and do these things. Mm-hmm. Because if that was the case, there was a lot of times he would have quit. Yeah. But to watch him maneuver through life at such a young age and to be as good as he is, it's crazy. Because he's, I'm like, this kid has some balls. He's got some resiliency about him. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I said on Instagram. It's the tears and the resiliency that impresses me the most. It's not the basketball. Some people just can't be stopped. Yeah, and he's and that's. I, I see it with Cam. Mm-hmm. I see it mm-hmm. with Cam. Yeah, he's too small. 
What's up, Cam? He's, he does this. Or he's just this tight guard. Mm-hmm. Well, he just hit 31 Saturday. Well, he can't shoot. Well, he just hit 31 Saturday. I always tell kids, don't let somebody dictate you. You dictate you. You create your mentality. And you show the world and prove everything to everybody else that you cannot put a label on me. Yeah. Don't let nobody label you. Yeah. Even as a basketball player, football player, whatever, don't let nobody label you. Go out and prove them wrong. Oh, you can't shoot? Well, I'm for the show you I can shoot. Mm-hmm. You can't do this? Well, I'm for the show you. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of it too, man, is, is giving that, that advice of you can do anything that you want to do as long as you're willing to wake up before everybody else, as long as you're willing to put in the work before everybody else, and as long as you're willing to sacrifice. Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing. So a lot of kids get it. A lot of kids don't. It ain't meant for everybody to get it. Right. But the kids that get it, you see them every day. They show up. And that's the biggest thing in life. You got to show up. That's it. That's it. That's it. If you show up, you've won. Yeah. Because you're going to fail. But if you show up every day, that one day that you needed that breakthrough or you needed that opportunity and it's knocking, you showed up. It's there. Yeah. And that's all it takes. Yeah. Just show up. Yeah. Never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Yeah. And that's pretty much that's pretty much the way I live my life. I do the same thing every day. I can't run from the police because I do the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. I wake up at the same time every morning. I've never used an alarm clock. I'm in the gym. I work with kids every morning, bright and early, 5, 5.30. Mm-hmm. I stay in here all day. I go to basketball practices. I go watch middle school games. I come right back in here. I leave 9 to 10 o'clock every night. I'm going to show up. So if I'm showing up, you're going to show up. Yeah. And that's how I look at it. I think how we, you want two things off of that. You leading by example. So, of course, you're setting a great precedence for the kids that you're training. One, they might end up wanting to be a trainer just following you. They just want to be somebody, you know, somebody that helps out anybody. They, just, they end up wanting to help people. And then how we do anything is how we do everything. You ever heard that before? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's really man, you yeah, you you the man, man. You the man. No. You the man. I'm but just before we get out of here, yeah, we got about five minutes, I think. I don't know where it's at. Um the event that we got coming. You wanna talk about that? February seventeenth, six o'clock to nine o'clock. Middle school and high school kids, drop them off free of charge. We're going to have a DJ. We're going to have video games, free food, everything. Nothing is charged. You don't have to pay a dime. We're starting our new mentorship program. Y'all come in. Be excited. I'm excited. I'm coming with the energy. I know he's coming with the energy. We're going to have a great time. we also going to brotherhood, fellowship, sisterhood, everything. We're going to have anything and everything. Uh, that you can think of, we're gonna do it. We're gonna shoot hoops, we're gonna box, we're gonna teach how to tie ties, everything. <laughs> so that's what it's about, is mentoring. We're trying to reach kids that need somebody, cause we need them just as much as they need us. So that's what it's about, man. February 17th, 
6 to 9 p.m. Parents, if you want to take a date night, that's the date night you need. Go out, watch a movie, have your dinner, whatever it is you want to do, and drop your kids off here. That's Valentine's weekend, ain't it? I think it's... Well, yeah, because that'll be yeah, during the week. Yeah. So look, yeah, I just real, we might need to throw that in the promotions, man. <laughs> we can't end it no better than that, right, man. Glad, it, bro. I'm glad we got it done, yes, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, See y'all later.